0: Hello and welcome to episode 512 of the official EstablishTheRun.com podcast. My name is Adam Levitan, as always, joined by Evan Silva. Fantasy season is behind us. Week 18, DFS, maybe the greatest DFS week, is ahead of us. Evan, how's it going? Uh, It's going really well. Um, Ready for week 18. Yeah, if you guys want our take, we had some words about The situation from last night's Bills-Bengals game did that at the top of the NFC pod, so hopefully you guys already heard that. Go back and listen to it if you have not. Two housekeeping notes before we get into it here on the AFC team-by-team. First, 2023 golf season is back. First tournament is this week. Our product is up and live. You can find the content schedule on the site. You can find an FAQ, which I think will help. But basically... Golf is so fun man. Once a week it's such a fun sweat. You get the cut sweat and then you get the full game the full uh, tournament sweat. Rufus to me is like so incredibly head and shoulders above everyone else in the world when it comes to golf projections and we partner with him on this product so if you're interested in playing DFS golf go ahead and head to the site for more information there. Also, playoff baseball is coming and coming fast. Our friends at Underdog Fantasy have this ridiculous fantasy Best ball contest, really deep game, really interesting game, tons of strategy. Be sure you listen to the podcast with Leonie and Herzig on Establish the Edge before playing. And we do have rankings up on the site for the underdog playoff best ball stuff. If you have not tried Underdog Fantasy yet, promo code ETR. We'll get you a matching deposit bonus up to $100. Again, promo code ETR at underdogfantasy.com. All right, let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. The running back usage here was surprising to me in this Sunday night game. J.K. Dobbins 26-9 and snaps over Gus Edwards. JK Dobbins 17-3 and carries over Gus Edwards. After the game, Harbaugh says, uh, uh, yeah, Gus should have played more. There's really no excuse for that. I, I mean, how does that happen? Like, how can you like go, come out of a game and be like, oh yeah, Gus didn't play, didn't play. Like that was just a mistake by us. Like, seems weird. But, anyways, Dobbins is at least somewhat pulling ahead here. As we head to week 18, Evan, what do you see out of the Ravens performance against the Steelers?
1: Well, my takeaway from John Harbaugh's comments and, you know, he doesn't dictate the offensive playing time like Greg Roman does Mm -hmm. and makes, you know, all the play calling decisions. I wonder if that was a um, uh, an indirect kind of shot at Greg Roman um, stemming from other offensive frustration. I mean, Gus Edwards had been running the ball really, really, really well for like a sustained period of time since he returned from injury. So that was my takeaway, actually, that John Harbaugh might be frustrated with Greg Roman.
0: Yeah, interesting. Um, Mark Andrews finally had a good game here with Tyler Huntley, caught all nine of his targets. And honestly, like, I think Mark Andrews has been better than it seemed this year. He's just had so many drops and so many near misses, but good to see and, him. And the quarterback carousel, too. And the quarterback stuff. But, yeah, good to see him have a good game here. Ravens still have something to play for in Week 18. A lot of the AFC uh, playoff stuff is up in the air, but they still have something to play for in Week 18. We'll be tracking that. Buffalo and Cincinnati, we already mentioned there again, please go back to the top of the NFC pod for some thoughts there on DeMar Hamlin. Certainly thoughts are with him and his family. Cleveland. I mean, I... I Deshaun Watson, maybe his best game since he's been with the Browns, but only 18 pass attempts because Carson Wentz is just so bad. They just weren't forced to play a high volume of pass attempts at all. But Browns go down there and get a good win in Washington. What do you see out of them? Yeah,
1: everybody just kind of played pretty well. I mean, Chubb had a nice game. He'd been dealing with some injuries, and their their Browns had made some ro- ro- like uh, end-of-the-roster moves that, Kind of suggested that maybe they weren't confident in his health. Um, They the Browns made big plays in this game, and that was supposed to be the element that Deshaun Watson brought them. I don't want to give Deshaun Watson too much credit, but you know, I mean, he took five sacks on twenty three dropbacks. He only had eight. He only had nine completions in the game. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, objectively, like, and he also ran
0: for thirty one yards.
1: This was his best start as a Brown.
0: Browns officially eliminated from the playoffs as of a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Broncos, I mean, this was unbelievable, man. Like, Greg Dolchich was on IR. I thought maybe they'd, like, sprinkle in Albert O oh a little bit. And, and instead, Albert O oh runs 26 routes on 43 dropbacks. He's slot or wide on 32 out of his 37 snaps. He gets a 16% target share. He has 345-1. He comes up just short of another touchdown. Maybe it was just Nathaniel Hackett being the donkey that he is That was limiting Albert O and making him a healthy scratch all year. And it's not that Greg Dolchich was so good or whatever. Albert O was bad. I mean, maybe it was just the coach just didn't like him. And the coach is a donkey. We know that. So crazy how the runout was for Albert O. I actually had him on my best ball team that ended up winning the 3-3-3 somehow and actually used his score, which is like beyond, beyond, beyond insane for it to run out like that. But anyways, what you see out of the Broncos. So I actually put up a fight against the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, they did. The Chiefs really let him hang around. The Chiefs sort of have that that tendency to do that, too, to, to allow significantly inferior opponents. We just saw it a couple of weeks ago with the Texans, to allow them to hang around. And um, I don't know, I guess maybe the Broncos got the interim coach boost or whatever, but um, I don't know. There, there's not a lot of big takeaways other than, I guess, Alberto. He should get another opportunity to play a ton in the final week. And that was my first inclination. It was like, you know what? Maybe this was Nathaniel Hackett's fault the whole time that Albert O, this big athletic freak who, you know, scored touchdowns at an incredible rate in in college and, you know, largely had a a promising rookie season. Why? How have they not found a role for this guy?
0: I'm blaming Nathaniel Hackett. Absolutely insane. Anyways. Go to Houston. I mean, Houston have been playing well. Houston have been playing better. But when you have the talent level that Houston has, this can happen. They scored three points in a home game against the Jaguars. They just need like so much of a talent infusion everywhere. Quarterback, I mean, all over the field. Anything for you on the Texans here after they got smoked by the Jaguars? I don't think so. I I got no good takeaways. I know. Speaking of no good takeaways, the Colts, I mean, <laughs> Nick Foles goes out there. Here it's his ribs. They go to Sam Ellinger, but they just laid down here against the Giants and got absolutely thrashed by Danny Dimes on the ground and through the air. Again, we're playing with like a second string JV Colts team here. But any takeaways for you on the Colts?
1: Just going to make the bold prediction that I don't think that
0: Jeff Saturday will be back as the Colts head coach in yeah.
1: 2018.
0: Jacksonville, so... The big question of last week was: Was Jacksonville going to play their starters? They did play their starters. but They get out to a 21 lead at halftime, and they didn't get to a 21 lead through 21 nothing lead through Trevor Lawrence. They had a defensive touchdown, they had a long Travis Etienne touchdown, and they had a Jermichael Hasty touchdown. So then they pull the starters because <laughs> the only thing that the mo- biggest thing that matters is Tennessee game week 18, for Lawrence against Josh Dobbs for the AFC title. Anything for you on the Jaguars? Honestly, man, like, Travis Etienne looks like his usage and his talent level is like no joke. But anyways, anything else for you on the Jaguars? Yeah, the way he pulled away on that
1: 62-yard TD, I mean, he's got a lot of juice, man. He's got a lot of juice. He had a pretty good receiving game finally here, a decent receiving game. Um, The Jaguars just took care of business. I was just looking at coach of the year odds on DraftKings. Doug Peterson is at 10-1. to Brian Dable is at 4-1. to I mean, I think – I still think that that's pretty bettable, but I don't think Doug Peterson would be a crazy bet at 10-1 to 1 either right now. I would not take Sirianni at plus 125, which is where they have him right now. Yeah. They've lost two in a row. I I would bet Dable or Peterson, I think.
0: I like that. Um, Chiefs. So, Canary Tony continues to, like, you know, kind of stunt his growth in Kansas City by getting hurt a bunch, but in his limited role – and again, he had a limited role here, but he had a nice game – He's now around 59 total routes for the Chiefs. And on that limited usage, 59 routes is not a lot. 15 targets, 12 catches, 153 yards, and two touchdowns. I'd love to see them get Kadarius Toney ramped up for the playoffs and actually give him a full-time role because, man, MVS and Justin Watson and Sky Moore, it's just not working. You know, it's just not. And so let me see more Kadarius Toney in the playoffs. What do you see out of the Chiefs who got a narrow win over the Broncos? Well, I
1: think that that's what they're gunning for. I, I think that that's what they hope happens. They need Kadarius Tony to stay healthy. He's going to be a fun – well, they'll be a fun team to discuss for playoff DFS, for sure. Um, and he's going to be a really fun play, I think. Jerick McKinnon continues to ball out. Pacheco did not have a bad game in here, uh, or uh, in, in this game at all. But, uh, I mean, Pacheco has just – or, I'm sorry, McKinnon has just earned a consistently large role in their offense. He also will be a fun play in playoff DFS.
0: Raiders. I don't think we had a chance to talk about the Derek Carr situation too much, but basically what happened was Derek Carr was benched because they didn't want to risk him getting hurt with money guaranteed. And I think more importantly, or just as importantly, I think they want to trade him. Like Derek Carr is going to be on the trading block. this off season. I don't know what kind of market he's going to have with his salary, but I assume some kind of market. I will give credit to Vegas for this though. I thought there was a chance they would just like lay down. Like, oh, you don't even want the quarterback to play. Like why should we even go out there? Jr. Jago's played hard and played well. Devontae Adams played his ass off, even though they benched his best friend or whatever. So, yeah, credit to them. But yeah, I, what are your thoughts on the on the car situation and anything else on the Raiders? I think that he makes a lot of sense to go play in Mike LaFleur's offense with the Jets
1: and give them a stabilizing force. Can, could get, you know potentially get the ball to all their, all their young stud receivers? I, I think that that makes a lot of sense on paper. Apparently, Rap Sheet Ian Rappaport reported that. The Jets might go back. You know what? We'll talk about that when we get to the Jets. Okay. Um, I wanted to capitulate, bend the knee, and publicly apologize. I'll be posting on Instagram, Twitter, you know, Gab, whatever, uh, to apologize to um, Wiggins because on Friday he was like, what do you guys think about Stidham? And I was like, get the fuck out of here, you know. And and I was like, against the 49ers, you know, like – it didn't make I I you know I, I wasn't with it, but that wound up being an insane call at 4K on DraftKings. Yeah. Jared Stinnham just went nuts and really had like the most comfortable game out of any, you know, out of any radius quarterback that played this this year. He took zero sacks on what 34 dropbacks through for 365. You you chimed in, you were like, I think that he's better than people give him credit for. And I scoffed at that too. So
0: yeah, I'm the idiot. And I wanted to apologize for everyone. All the, all the public apologies are coming. Uh, I only thought that because Jared Stidham has had some huge preseason games, particularly for the Patriots. And, you know, given the way Mac Jones has played, maybe they regret letting Stidham go at this point. But, yeah, I mean, he's had some huge, huge preseason games and certainly balled out here. And also, if you go
1: back into Stidham's history, he, like, surprisingly came back to school at Auburn for his senior year. And people were talking about him being the number one pick in the draft, but he didn't have a good senior year at Auburn. So maybe there is more more there than, than I thought.
0: Chargers got an easy win over the Rams. And, you know, credit to Austin Eckler, who carried fantasy teams all year and finished it off with a massive performance in fantasy championship week. And again, like we talked about, the five seed in the AFC this year means a lot. And the Chargers played for that. I think they'll probably play for it again this week. It's important to get the five seed because you get to face the winner of the Jags-Titans game. You don't have to face Bales, Chiefs, or Bengals in the first round of the playoffs. Anything for you on the Chargers' easy win over the Rams?
1: I think that everything kind of went about as expected in this game. Herbert was rock solid. Austin Eckler, monster game. Big Mike is balling. You know, Keenan Allen was efficient on his opportunities. Gerald Everett, who completely ghosted the previous game, uh, got in the, the paint. Um, not, 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 nothing – no big takeaways from this game, I think.
0: Let's go to the Dolphins. Dolphins are technically still alive after losing this game, but they're going to need help at this point. And the quarterback situation is bad. They've already ruled out Tua Tagovailoa for week 18. Meanwhile, Teddy Bridgewater started this game, hurt his finger. Skylar Thompson comes in. So Tyreek and Waddle were so good all year. Really disappointing end to their fantasy season here. What do you think about the Dolphins who tough loss in New England? Yeah, um, I guess they're going to be starting Skylar Thompson, uh, out of K
1: state, like a running quarterback in their season finale. Uh, they've lost five in a row. You know, it wasn't too long ago that they were looking like one of the better teams in the AFC. Um, and they were kind of exposed. Their defense isn't where it needs to be. They need to get more depth on offense. They need to figure out the quarterback situation. I think it's probably still going to be two, but you know, they, they need their guys to stay healthy.
0: Yeah, man. Um, People are sending their condolences because they think that I'm actually Mike McDaniel and they're sorry about what's happened to the Dolphins down the stretch, but we're going to be okay. Let's go to New England. So we thought that Damian Harris would have a role here, like a a legit role. I did not think that Damian Harris would actually get more carries than Ramondre Stevenson. And Ramondre Stevenson would only end up running 18 routes on 36 Mac Jones dropbacks because Damian Harris ran – I believe it was 13 or 14 routes of his own. Now people are saying, well, I mean, uh, Ramondre Stevenson has this ankle thing. He's been fumbling and now they're just going to go straight 50, 50. I don't know, man. I, I still think Ramondre is a more dynamic player, but if he's hurt and if he gets in the doghouse for fumbling, I, I can see Damian Harris being more of a feature back here as we head to week 18, anything on that. And else, what else did you see out of the Patriots? Not a whole lot besides that. Um, I would just say
1: between Ramondre Stevenson – I mean, Ra- Ramondre Stevenson also made public comments suggesting that, hey, my body isn't where it needs to be. Um, and, I mean, Damian Harris isn't a bad player. I totally agree that Ramondre, that Ramondre is more dynamic, obviously more versatile. But Damian Harris is a pretty good – pretty good between the tackles rusher.
0: And so, I mean, my expectation would be that they split right down the middle in week 18. I thought Hunter Henry and and you know I, I was we talked about it on Sunday morning like I wanted to play Hunter Henry cuz John Smith was out. I was a little worried Hunter Henry was still too banged up to play. Him Hunter Henry ended up having a big game. Also Jacoby Myers left this game with a shoulder injury. We'll see on his status. Patriots now control their own destiny. Patriots win in week 18 against the Bills and they're in the playoffs. That's really bad game, man. I mean Mike White and, and God I had high hopes for Mike White and Garrett Wilson in this spot. Garrett Wilson saw 11 targets in this game, finished with three catches for 18 yards and no touchdowns. Credit to you. You said to play Tyler Conklin at that punt tight end spot. I didn't do it. Tyler Conklin ended up having a really nice game here, but disappointing for the Jets. What do you see out of them? Yeah. And
1: what on paper looked like a really nice matchup too for the Jets offense, just, just never got it going, and you know it may be a case with Mike White where, you know, even good backups they can come in, they could play a hey, two three nice starts. And also Mike White was dealing with this rib injury, which may have affected him more more than we knew in the game. But most of the time, what happens when the when the sample size grows, the backup quarterback gets exposed. Maybe it's some combination of the two, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we know that Mike White is not the Jets. Oh, I, I wanted to mention um, that Rap Sheet had a report that the Jets are very open to, you know, bringing back Zach Wilson and, um, you know, going back to him. Joe Douglas still wants that to work. You know, Joe Douglas, the Jets GM, obviously drafted Zach Wilson. I don't know how they can do that. Yeah, You know, the players in the locker room, that's such a big factor as well. And I mean, Zach Wilson has done nothing on the field to show that he deserves another chance. Again, I, I think that them bringing in Derek Carr makes, makes a, a ton of sense.
0: Yeah, uh, for sure, because they have a good team, man. Like They can win now. Right. Like The Jets can win now, and so I don't think they can wait like for Zach Wilson to figure it out if he's ever going to figure it out. I'm pretty skeptical there. Pittsburgh, still alive, uh, but they do need help. I-, I don't have a lot of takeaways from this offense, man. I mean, it's just ugly out there. You do see volume for Najee Harris on a weekly basis, though, 22 carries and three targets in this game for Najee Harris. Anything for you on the Steelers game against the Ravens?
1: No, um, Najee Harris has gotten it going late in the season. The running game in general has gotten it going late in the season. And the Steelers have ripped off like a bunch of wins yeah. in the second half. When they looked, they were, they were just totally dust early on. So credit to them, credit to Mike Tomlin, Jalen Warren. I was watching this game with some buddies, and, and they were like, you know, he, Jalen Warren looks like James Conner, who of course began his career as a Steelers backup. And I mean, I think he looks good. He's got like good good feet and vision, and he's good in the passing game. You know, he was a really nice pickup for them as as an undrafted free agent. And I think that they, you know, I think, I don't think they have to do
0: anything to their backfield for 2023. Like they've got their, their one and two guys. Last one I'm going to do today is the Tennessee Titans. I don't think people know a lot about Josh Dobbs and this was not a rest situation for Malik Willis. This was Malik Willis has been so bad as a thrower. It's been so bad commanding the offense. Let's put Josh Dobbs out here in this meaningless game, in week 17 and see if he can start for us and give us a better chance than Malik Willis in week 18. That's exactly what happened. Josh Dobbs wasn't like incredible, but he was way better than Malik Willis. So maybe you can tell the people a little bit about Josh Dobbs and what you think of their game coming up. Massive game for the prestigious AFC South crown. Yeah. Josh
1: Josh Dobbs is really most famous for everybody likes him. And he's like a brilliant guy. He's like a little, like he could literally be working for NASA right now, but yo, he's in the NFL and, you know, he's going to see this thing through, you know? And I mean, yo, he gets to start. You're right. He, I think he played competently. Everything that he does is just a little, it's like a beat slow. And, you know, whether it's just his drop back or, you know, his decision, you know, sometimes it's harder for the smarter guys, Uh, you know, like they, they think too much and it costs some time. Like you got to be really, really fast with everything that you do, Especially if you don't have great, great pass protection, um, so we we saw the ups and downs of Josh Dobbs, but I think overall, like from a passing standpoint, like he is significantly more advanced right now than is Malik
0: Willis. Agreed. Very interesting AFC South game there for the title coming up. I believe that'll be the Saturday game. Will be Titans Jaguars. All right, that is going to do it for this AFC team by team podcast. Appreciate y'all being here. Don't forget to check out the golf if you're interested. We also have weekly and monthly options. If you want to just be with us for the playoffs on a subscription, get access to all our projections, all our premium content. We do have the monthly up that will take you through the entirety of the NFL playoffs for Evan, for producer Luke. I'm Adam. Good luck, everybody.